0: and them. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things.
1: If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh oh. Uh oh.
0: Erin Addison's.
1: On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sweet Victory and Jay Macron tap to help us navigate the show. We are doing a part two of the program we began yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, topic of discussion was insidious. And we were talking about um, just the condition of public education mm-hmm. and what the end game is for that. And basically, the end game is the souls of our kids. Right. Uh, just point blank. But there's also sort of like a... Um, I don't know, I guess what you would consider like a, like a bonus, uh, that you have these seasoned saints in the form of parents and grandparents, and even you've got pastors now and youth ministers and things of of that nature, people who operate in that capacity who are also, um, I guess, casualties of this insidious attack on our children because of their hearts and because they love the children and they have confused love, um, or they have confused this idea that you cannot love someone and also tell them the truth Mm. that, 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 you know, to tell someone the truth is hateful. And, and the reason that people say that, the reason that people believe that is because that's what we have been taught. Mm. We've been taught that in this country. And so we are actually also, the uh, the products of that type of indoctrination that's been going on for decades. Hmm. So when we feel like we can't tell the truth because that is hateful or that is unloving, you have to know that you are not taking that from Scripture.
0: Right. You have
1: to know that that you've come by that because of your own indoctrination right. over the years, right, through media. So maybe if you didn't get it, you didn't get heavy doses of it in school, which for many of us we did, um, hmm. but if you're older than Willie Great and I, are, then you may have come by this later in life through media, uh, through the entertainment that you consume, through the people who are your influencers, who were supposedly reporting the news, but they were not. They were telling you how to think on issues. They were telling you what was loving and, you know, they were telling you how to have a better country. And it was for you to forget all of the morality um, that really had given us a, a great country. Right. The, the right fear of God is what had really given us a great country. But then you have a bunch of people who come along and say, well, no, it's not that. It's us being tolerant. It's us being loving and accepting of everything and all views. And now look at where that has gotten us. Right. And so now it's, um, and we were talking about, and this is a big deal. And so I really want to go back to this because I want to make sure that people understand. Well, there are a couple of things. <clears throat> pardon me. There are a couple of things that I want to make sure that our listeners understand I want to make sure that our listeners understand, one, when we talk about pedagogy and we talk about the very basics of what our kids are taught in school, it's not what it once was. Right. 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 So so I think there are parents who who believe that they are fighting to get certain things out of schools. Right. Mm-hmm. So so mm-hmm. they would be fighting to get certain books out of schools. And and please hear me well. I am not suggesting that this is not um, something that you should be fighting because you should. Mm-hmm. You should be fighting to ensure that your kids are not um, required to read pornography, right, which is what is happening in public schools in America. Right. Okay. So you should be fighting Man. for that. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. Okay, it is. So, so you should be fighting for that. Right. But what I want people to understand is that those things are sort of like the, those are the extras that teachers get to decide upon. So just like a teacher doesn't get to decide, I want to make this a very clear example. A teacher doesn't get to decide whether or not um, he or she will teach the ABCs. Because that's like mm. rud- rudimentary, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you have to teach the basics. Yeah. Part of um, the pedagogy is that the kid has to learn to read. So in order to do that, you have to learn the basics. You have to learn the ABCs. Now, what a teacher could choose to do is a teacher could choose songs that the teacher wants to use to teach phonics right. or teach letters or whatever. The teacher can choose that. The teacher could choose to bring in a parent who will help with the letter of the week. Okay, like so B for like, you know, I I don't know, brave soldier. I don't know. So you could choose. You could choose. Do you understand what I'm saying? So those things become the options. But what's not an option is that you must teach the kid to recognize the letter B. You must teach the kid to sound out the letter B. You must teach the kid to write the letter B. So those things are a part of the pedagogy of education. Mm. So when we talk about sexual deviancy in education, Many of us are looking at and keep with my illustration here. Many of us are looking at the brave soldier that comes in. And, and in this illustration here, the, the comparison that I'm trying to make here, we would say, well, we don't want brave soldiers. OK, to teach the letter B, you can find other ways. to do. So so now here the parallel here is we say we don't want drag queens coming in to read to our kids we don't want our kids to be required to read about Jazz Jennings. Mm -hmm. We don't want, so we look at all of those things, but what I'm telling you is that the letter B is still being taught. So what Mm -hmm. I'm telling you is that Sexual deviancy is still being taught. What you are objecting to is the means by which it is taught. Mm. Okay? This is what we have to understand, and I think this is what we don't want to come to grips with. We really want to wow. have this idea, this notion, that our public education system is still basically good, isn't it? So, like, isn't it? So an
0: example break. of, you know, growing up, it was like reading, writing, arithmetic. Yes. So now it's like reading, writing, arithmetic. Human sexual sexuality yes and, yes
1: so and, that's and part of the basics that's, now. that's a part of the pedagogy that's a so the question is uh how do we make sure that kids at various ages understand all that we inevitably want to present to them as a whole how do we make sure that they understand that and i'm and in fact i'm going to take a look at that because um again man mission america great website have there's some great content there especially looking at what our schools are doing mm-hmm. so just in the 2023 three no 2022, 2023 school year, the ways that this agenda has been advanced, the LGBTQ plus all of the letters, uh, the way that it's been advanced through the various programs that happened as the school year is coming to an end, looking back on what has already been done, and I think there's a couple more events, if you will, as they kind of go out with the bang. But this is what's happening in American Public schools all across the country, mm. to some degree, and the reason for that is because the pedagogy is attached to dollars, right? So that if you 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 have to teach certain things, you don't you don't have an option, all right? Then you've got the National Education Association that's um, walking lockstep, you know, hand in hand. I mean, fingers laced with <laughs> Glisten and organizations like that. Right. And so, so what you have is you have your kids daily being made your enemy, mm. and I I it's so it's so burning on my heart mm-hmm. that parents would understand this, not from a place of um, man, Miki has become my enemy because she's telling me these things. Right. right? But yeah. from a place of like, okay, Lord, Lord, if this is true, what are you calling me to do for my children? Like, Lord, if this is true, what sacrifices do I need to make for my children? Mm. Uh, the, the thing that bothers me so much, guys, the thing that bothers me so much is that there are people who find it easier to lament the state of the country mm-hmm. while totally ignoring those things that might change where we are now.
0: Right. Still doing the things that, you know, would normally do. But in in a position of outrage when we look yes. at certain things, but not willing to change anything on our end to, to make things better. I, I, I agree with you. I think that's something that's, it's like, man, so, you know, we have to have the conversation that you're talking about. Like, what do we as Christian parents do? What, what are some of the things, the conversations that we have to have in our homes with our yes. spouses, you yes. know, regarding our children as we talk about these things?
1: yeah it would it's a it it for some people, it's going to be a hard decision yeah. because we've built our lives around what once was in America. you know yeah. what I mean, and I understand that I want to be very careful um and and I want to be charitable. We've built our lives around a certain type of normalcy, mm-hmm. and that normalcy presupposed uh, shared values that we all were on the same page about what we think kids should and shouldn't be taught, mm-hmm. you know because it's not controversial to say every kid should be taught to read, right? Like right. that's not controversial. It's not controversial to say every kid should be taught math, basic mathematics, like functional living math as it's called. Um, like, yeah, kids should, right. should, should, should know that. Right. And so now though, you, you add to the, the um, outline or the, um, I mean, I keep using the word, but you, you add to the basic rudimentary idea of what, you know, what is education. Now you add to that human sexuality but it's not biblical human sexuality. Mm -hmm. It is man's design for sexuality, Mm -hmm. which means Mm -hmm. anything that he wants. And so now what schools are doing is schools are finding ways to fit in the six and to make sure that it's, um, which I think is okay. So make it developmentally appropriate, but, but here's the, here's the thing though, but Mm -hmm. it's inappropriate, right? It's inappropriate. It goes back to the cake illustration I was using yesterday, it's like it's baked into the cake. And so then they say, we'll just cut smaller pieces for the kids. It's the same cake though. Right. You just you just, you know, it's like pre-chewed. <laughs> like we just make it easier <laughs> for them to digest. But really, I mean that's what we're that's what we're dealing with, right? And here's the thing that I think is super insidious about this, and and I, I hope that parents and grandparents can understand me well. And I wanna we're gonna look at some scriptures today as we continue this conversation. The enemy has masterfully led people astray through their affections for their children or for a cousin or for a spouse or whatever, where they are willing to compromise the truth that they know, the truth of God's word. And, and you know, the Bible, man, so I'm so grateful for God's eternal enduring word, Amen. right? That it accurately pegs our condition. Like we, we can see ourselves in scripture. Like you can't, you cannot hide from the truth of God's word and, and just try. Just try like read it and just try not to be read by it. You know what mm. I mean? Like try to block it. You can't do it. You right. cannot do it. Right. Like you just, it's an impossibility, but the Bible act accurately pegs what we are prone to do, how our hearts are prone to lead us astray. So the Bible lays out for us parameters to protect and to guard our heart. And it's in scripture and it's consistent. It's stated and restated. We're going to look at that today, but here is my, here is my warning. Um, as insidious as some Characters are some bad individuals are, I would say, under the operation under the leadership of of Satan himself. <laughs> as insidious as they are, we are not left to ourselves. Amen. Will the Great always has the the blessed part of the uh, presentation when we when we speak together to talk about the weapons we have? Here's the good news, right? I feel like <laughs> I'm always bringing the bad news. Here are the problems. <laughs> okay, here's what we here's here's what we're facing. And then Will the Great always comes in with, but here's the good news. We have weapons. We're not left alone. And I think that's what we often forget because we just feel like we have to just make it up on our own. Or we are not invested enough in following the Lord Jesus Christ that we submit ourselves to his will. Hmm. So if it's too hard, if it, if it pains us too much, mm-hmm. then we say, I'm just not going to do that. I'm just not going to do that. What I am trying to do today and yesterday is really sound the alarm of what we need to do, what we must do ongoingly, and that it's not an option. Amen. It's not an option. We, we've lost too many children. We've lost too many generations of the church, and, and now it's just it's rampant. It's almost sort of like it's, it's boiled over, bubbled over the top. And what I'm saying is in order for us to get back, in, in order for us to move back to truth, we have to turn to truth and we have to implement that. In order for us to recognize, we've got to be very honest with where we are and with what we're facing in this country. That, I think, is something we're unwilling to do. So I was looking at this article yesterday, and I want to jump into this and then kind of move on from there or add add some things to it. But I was looking at this article. It was written by Linda Harvey, who's the president of Mission America. And she was talking about the product that American kids are buying and describing the LGBTQ plus agenda. And I'm, I'm not saying that to ignore what that all stands for just in the interest of time I have no problems recognizing what each of the letters are in fact we did I, I want to say it was a at least a segment of a program where we talked about how when we can make these um, you know quaint little phrases normal mm-hmm. in our culture it, it almost obscures what we're really talking about right. so I'm not an advocate for that I'm, I'm not or of that I, I don't think that that's something that we should be doing ongoingly but in the interest of time that's why I'm, I'm using the letter so I just I just want to get that out there um, but she talked about in her op ed, which I found over at the Christian Post, um, she talked about where our middle and high schoolers are based on the youth risk behavior survey, which we also spent a couple of days looking at because just the information contained in it is just shocking to read. The number of kids now identifying as some member of the LGBTQ plus, um, community, as it's called. And then what the chances are for our kids, kids in America, by the time they graduate high school, there's a one in four chance that they will identify as a member of this community. How is this happening? Well, because there's a contagion, because kids are malleable, because they're impressionable, because they get around their friends. And if the friends are wearing Adidas, then they want to wear Adidas. (laughs) So if the friend is identifying as non-binary, then they want to identify as non-binary. We'll grab the break. Erin the Addison's American Family Radio. Stay right there. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Appreciate you listening. I'm Miki.
0: And I'm Will he C.C. Winings with Worthy of It All.
1: Man, I'm just tired. I'm just tired of losing our kids. I'm tired of watching the, um, I guess, you know, the deficient church, which really we shouldn't be because we have everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness. Yes. But we do have a lot of weak-willed individuals who know what is right to do but just choose not to do it. And so I I'm what I, what I'm saying is, Man, there's been a rallying call for wickedness in our country over many years. There's been a rallying call for wickedness mm. in our country over many years. And boy, those who love wickedness, they've really stepped up. They've responded to the call. They're just like, we're here. We're, do- we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will. We will. Right. And then you rally. You try to rally the church and they're just like, well, I don't know. I'll pray about that. I mean, I don't know. I just got to be led, you know, right. and I, I just don't understand that, like how you have <laughs> People, you know, who just seem to be going before the church. Like we, we who are connected to the one who is the only wise God Amen. are like <laughs> consistently behaving as if unwise, like as if we just don't know. And we do know. It's just that we're like, ah, I'm not willing to sacrifice. And, it, and you know, it just baffles the mind that wicked men and women are able to make whatever sacrifices they feel they need to make. Mm-hmm. to advance their agenda. Whatever they feel like their cause is, whatever it is they need to do, they're willing to do it. And they've seen the results of that. So why would they stop?
0: Right.
1: What I'm saying is we've got to pay attention to what's going on with our kids. Let me get back to this article because I don't want to run out of time here. But so you got Linda Harvey over at Mission America. She wrote this piece. Um, the Christian Post uh, posted it. And I thought this was really interesting. She was looking at the 2021 Youth uh, Risk Behavior Survey and looking at what where high schoolers are. And um, talking about these reports, and and she's... So I'm just going to pick up with her article here because she makes some other interesting points that kind of jump off from this report. Um, So it's a survey of over 17,000 nine to 12th graders conducted every two years. The 2021 youth risk behavior results are the latest released, and they reveal that nearly 25% of high schoolers now claim to be lesbian, gay, bisexual, or unsure, 25%. Uh, Just for comparison purposes, she writes, the percentage of these identities in the 2015 survey... Uh, was 11.2%. So the percentage more than doubled in six years. Wow. <laughs> Guys, that's not that's not an accident. That's, right. that's not, you know.
0: It just shows you that the methods that's been employed have been working. They've worked. They've, they've worked, you know. Like,
1: you know. W- all right, so here we go. Here we go. Um, she also notes um, that the transgender option was not a question six years ago, so they don't really have a metric for that. Um, I'm assuming that in the next couple of years they will, because now they're right. marking it. And because that has now been the next thing to come up the pike from the after the ball, like just wait, guys, you, you, the the trans men, the cross dressers, the transsexual. just wait, just wait. You guys cannot be out there in your feather boas. they wrote this in their plan. Right. There was a playbook guys, as much as they made you think that you're crazy, there was a playbook. They wrote and published the playbook <laughs> and then they took it out of print because success. But I have a copy. So anyways. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Back to back to Linda Harvey. Ungodly child unfriendly voices in our culture and our schools can congratulate themselves for doing such a good job selling LGBTQ to our youth. It's an enormous tragedy and we cannot yet know the extent of the damage to these young lives. Too many of our kids are unfortunately buying what the radical left is selling. And and that is a fact. Mm. That is a fact. Too many of our kids are buying what the radical left is selling. And, and I want to say this. I'm going to add to Ms. Harvey's words here and just say, and too many of our parents are allowing it. Yeah. Okay. I would like to share my heart with you, she writes. Back to Linda Harvey. I would like to share my heart with you. I've spent 20 years telling my audiences that this was going to happen. It was totally predictable and so, so sad. These are real kids and we have betrayed them. We started Mission America after learning in the 1990s how homosexuality was being packaged and sold to school children. Back then, it showed up as the occasional questionable book or lesson, along with a smattering of East and West Coast schools hosting student gay clubs. But my heart was and is outraged by the unspeakably evil manipulation of the most vulnerable preteen and early teen children to believe wrongly. That exploring being gay or lesbian or bisexual or the opposite sex will cure their angst, their depression, their anxiety, their loneliness. But, but, callous activists saw an opportunity. The National Education Association joined with child-corrupting GLSEN, the Human Rights Campaign, and other radical gr- groups to mount a slow but steady victim-oriented school takeover. That's, that's because wherever there are victims, you're going to have the defenders. You're going to have the people Mm. who naturally feel inclined to come to their aid. And guess what? This is not wrong. This is not wrong. The problem is, is that we've had a redefinition of victimhood. Mm. So now you, so it's an exploitation of a God given response for us to see someone in need or to see someone hurting and to want to respond. Like this is, this is something that God has given us. It's a blessing from God. You see somebody being taken advantage of, you don't just go, "Mm, not my problem. Or you see someone who's a victim, you want to come to their aid. This is a gift that God has given us in our humanity. It's a common grace. But the way the enemy has exploited that is that he's redefined what a victim is. So now our sensors are all out of whack. Yeah. So everywhere we look, we're, we're being, that's a victim over there. That's a victim. And so, and so we want to help, right? So we don't know. We don't take the time to like really pinpoint and identify. Okay. Is that really a victim? Because even asking the question, is that really a victim makes us hateful today in America?
0: Right, right.
1: Just asking the question, just saying, well, is that really an injustice? Oh, you hateful! How dare I can't you believe question. how dare you! <laughs> but what I'm saying is, man, come on, let's let's get our senses back. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's 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 sharpen our discernment. Let's ask questions. Let's say, mm, is that really an injustice? Is that are we really talking about a victim in this case? Can we can we ask those questions again? And can we do that with biblical backing, biblical conviction? Yes, we can. We actually, we absolutely can and we should. Because, because we haven't, historically, our kids have suffered. So now our kids don't know how to recognize what is truly victimhood. What is, what is truly someone who is in need or who is worthy of being defended? Now we've got our kids who are foot soldiers defending wickedness. Because they've been told that those people are victims. They're in a special class. They are in a protected class. And you, my five-year-old, my six-year-old friend, you are the protector. So arise and be the ally. Arise and mm. be the champion. And we march our little babies off. Come on. Man. Come on. Guys, I'm, I'm just. So we march our babies off. And, and we make them infiltrate in this, in this war for the opposition. And when I'm talking about the opposition, I'm talking about darkness. Yeah. Because that's what they get taught. Because that's a part of the basic building blocks. Like, okay, so we, and I'm going to, I'm going to, let me move on because I want to look at some of the days and the way that they cloak these days to begin introducing these things to our children at younger and younger ages. And we get alarmed Man. when we see men come in with horns on their head and we're just like, come no, on. stop that. But I'm telling you, that's the icing. Yeah,
0: yeah. And you can, if you think about it, you can remember. I remember like the days of silence and yes, all this kind exactly of Yes, exactly right. And, you know, and, and now yep. <laughs> it's, it's so like in your face. There's no Transgender more.
1: Transgender Remembrance Day. Yeah. Like wow. guys, <laughs> wow. all, all across this country, there are things going on. And, and, and it's so important for us to know that these things are going on. But I'm going to tell you, even the things, even those things. See, those are the big things. Right. Those are the things that are the most pronounced. Mm-hmm. But what I'm telling you is even those things today, those things are icing. You see, mm-hmm. yesterday and I, you know, metaphorically speaking, yesterday, those things were the cake. They were the little little pieces popping mm-hmm. up here and there that you, you could just get rid of that and whole thing. Yeah, yeah. But that's not the now the education system is the cake. Right. That's what I'm and, and I know people hate that. People hate that. But, but, the reality is, I know the teachers and the principals mm-hmm. maybe not personally mm-hmm. but in correspondence heard, heard from them. who yeah. say, "Hey, man, I had to attend this training, I'm yep. being forced to t- to train my teachers in this way. I can't say anything, I will lose my job yeah but this this, and so I'm like, I'm like, if the teachers are sending out an s o s if the principals are sending out an s o s how in the world do you expect me to believe the children are all okay right?" How are the children all okay when the Thanks. teachers are not okay? That's right. I just don't understand that, guys. We can't we let's not suspend the intelligence that the Lord has blessed us with. Let's not suspend the desperate need that we have for the Holy Spirit who indwells us, who makes us discerning, who makes us sharp. You can see this change happening in our children. And the grandparents and some of the great grandparents, if you look at it, you can see it too. You can see the difference in the caliber of kids who are coming into our churches today. Mm. From Christian homes, supposedly. And and you're you're just like, wow, like what's going on? That's it's 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 not like that the parents just don't care. <laughs> it's that the kid is being discipled for eight hours a day <laughs> in 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 the ways of a world that is antithetical to the faith. That's right. And then the expectation, or maybe even the hope—okay, I got to go back to this article—is that the the youth pastor. <laughs> let me just say this real quick: that we'll the youth miracles. pastor, the pastor, going to do work a miracle right. a couple days a week, right? A couple days a week.
0: That's so unfair. That's not even <gasps> right to expect that to happen, you know. So you're going to have the indoctrination uh, campaign going on for the bulk of the time, and then you expect a, a youth pastor or some, you know, to to do a miracle to change my son, my daughter, or or, or get them right. That's okay. Not, uh,
1: So time out for a second to, Mm -hmm. to that point. Let me, can I just say this? And I want to be very, very uh, careful here Mm -hmm. Um, and such great appreciation, you know, for our youth pastors and, and, and those who are lay in ministry. Right. But can I say that sometimes it really upsets me that the parents, as you say, they expect this miracle, but they want the miracle, right? Um, They want it to be fun and entertaining.
0: Mm. So
1: they, so they, they, they tell the, they tell the youth pastor, Hey, I can't, I, my son, I don't even know. He doesn't, I mean, he just come doesn't on. have a love for Jesus. And then, so the youth pastor is like, okay, well, man, we're, gonna go, we're, gonna we're gonna going to go, we're going to walk through scripture. this study. Gonna, yeah. And they're like, nah, why don't you do the whipped cream do so, challenge?
0: <laughs> do something fun. And
1: he, wow. You're right. Guys, what You're I'm right. saying, guys, we're in trouble. I'm, our kids are <laughs> being indoctrinated. Man, and then when we get them in the place where we want miracles to happen, we want, really, we just want monkeys like juggling. <laughs> Man. And and but put Jesus on the balls that the monkeys juggle mm. okay that's what we want look and I'm not saying that there is not joy and excitement and even fun I'm not right, allergic to right, that right. right in learning and growing in our knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ we do this with our kids we do Bible challenges it's fun they're learning God's word yeah right I'm not saying that but what I am saying is that there's so many people who put a high premium on the fun that they're like we really don't care about the fundamentals right we the just want the fun the fun
0: is the thing like we gotta have, you know, th- that's the thing. It's not as a result of, you know, we come together to to learn a word and do it. But fun has to be the that's thing the that's thing. leading the way.
1: That's the thing. That's the thing. Which, you know. <laughs> All right. All right. So back to Miss <laughs> Back to Miss Linda Harvey here. As the Obama administration assumed power, the enlisted Federal Department of Education under Glisten founder Kevin Jennings. Um, he issued a guidance pressuring local schools to classify objections about sexual orientation or gender identity as a new working definition of sexual harassment under Title IX. Do you understand they are the masters at redefining terms, mm. right, as as um, they're, they're the masters at re-identifying, if you will, grievances. So now this is a grievance, right? So you've got Kevin Jennings, who issues a guidance that local schools are to classify any objection Mm -hmm. With regards to sexual orientation or gender identity as sexual harassment Mm. of the student.
0: There you go.
1: So, 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 (laughs) so when you have this, so of course, Glisten is justified in doing a day of remembrance Mm. or doing a national coming out day for kids. Because if anybody objects to that, then now that is like, that's, that's an emotional trauma Mm. that these kids are suffering. All right. Obama ramped up the pressure for schools to embrace gender distortion by insisting, through executive order in 2016, that boys should be permitted in girls' restrooms. You'll remember mm-hmm. Texas, uh, a lot yeah. of uh, churches, one church in particular, responded right. like, "We're going to educate our kids at home." Again, ladies and gentlemen, that was the icing. <laughs> that on. was not the cake. And so my thing is, like, everybody's all upset and like scraping the icing off, and 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 then so when we say, "Okay, well, we're not going to force them into the same bathrooms," they're like, "Okay, well, bring our kids back to school." But they're still indoctrinating the kids. And so, look, not only is it sexual deviancy, but it is also a hate for anything that has any kind of semblance of morality, any fear of God. There's no room for that. There's no space for that. Mm -hmm. Any love of your fellow man, a genuine love for your fellow man is rejected in our public education system. There is a a vitriol and a hatred for this nation Mm -hmm. being taught in our public school system. I remember I remember growing up in school where every February it was Black History Month. But I don't ever remember white students feeling like, oh, man, it's Black History Month. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I don't ever remember during Black History Month in the month of February, walking around and looking at my white friends and being like oppressor, oppressor. (laughs) I don't ever remember this. I don't ever remember demands for apologies because of being white. But this is happening in public schools. Because it's part of the pedagogy. Mm-hmm. Because this is is the critical race theory is now it's 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 just woven in, and I wouldn't say that it's as firm and fixed as sexual deviance education. Yeah. I wouldn't say that it is, but it's it's on its way to being. Because now Black History Month in American public education is CRT um, exaltation month. Huh. Well, all all of the, <laughs> anyway, but but again, again, when we see the most egregious presentations of what is the basic expectation in our public education system, please keep in mind that is just the icing on the cake. That is the icing on the cake. So what? how do we respond to this? Man, We've got there must be drastic steps taken. How do we protect our children? How do we secure our children? We've gotta stop lying to ourselves. We've gotta stop denying the truth. We've gotta recognize that, man, this is an all-out war. And even our hearts are the spoils of this war. Mm. All right. Aaron, the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. America, America,
0: God shed his grace on thee. We've come too far. We've been
1: through. I be Man, you know, listen, I, I, you know, welcome back. Okay. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's <laughs> on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. The program is available via podcast. You can listen at your leisure. Um, maybe this time is not convenient for you. Um, and so we invite you to do that. You can also uh, watch on YouTube and Facebook live. And um, anyway, you can email us. Addison's at AFR.net. That's right. I'm Miki.
0: And I'm Will, and that was John Howard, a song for the nation.
1: Um when we started our education journey with our kids, which I believe begins the time that they come into the world, right? Like you're teaching them, yeah. like from the time they come into the world. Uh and, and we were kind of exploring all of these. Okay, so what are we going to do with our kids? Um, we were completely firmly in the camp of our kids are going to be missionaries because We were missionaries. In fact, we perpetually see ourselves as missionaries. It's just kind of what we feel like God has uh, called us to be as members of of his bride. And uh, so we we believe that we believe, oh, we're going to put him in school. We live in a small town. (laughs) Stop me when (laughs) when you hear something unfamiliar. We live (laughs) in a small town. Our kids, uh, teachers are Christian. Mm
0: -hmm. Right.
1: And and so we, we began by educating them at home. And then we put one kid in a private Christian school. And that private Christian school the next year only had space for that one kid, not the second kid, who was now entering school. Mm. So, well, surely that's a formality. You won't have me split up my kids. No, we actually physically don't have a desk for her. Like right. We don't have a space for her to sit.
0: Right.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, so like really, there's no room. So what, do, so what are we going to do? So we put the, the second kid in public school. And then we transfer the other kid from the private school to the public school for sanity's sake.
0: <laughs> right.
1: 'Cause losing mind, all right. <laughs> Not even able to use verbs, just losing mind, okay. Um, but so so we I was losing my mind, I should say. Uh Will the Great is always like just steady as they go, it's gonna be okay, we're gonna pray about this. So we put them both in public school and we notice actually, well, the longer story I'm I'm gonna shorten this for the sake of this encouragement and this vulnerable moment. We notice personality changes in our children. Yeah. We notice the influence of their peers. We notice even the Christian teachers who love Jesus, but they just have a different philosophy about how to respond to a kid's questions that we thought, well, I disagree with that. I don't, I don't teach my kids about Santa Claus like St. Nicholas. Sure. All day. But no, we don't, we don't lie to them about a man who falls down a chimney even in the hood (laughs) in one night. Like, You know, I, no, we don't, we, so, so, so you start to see these things and you're like, "Mm, I don't, I'm not teaching the way that I would like to teach to say nothing of the different methods that were employed. Right. We didn't like it. Right. So we're praying about this and we make the decision to bring them home. We make the decision that we're, we're going to educate our kids at home. We feel compelled to do this as we continue praying about it. We feel like the Lord is just burning our heart. This is what we need to do. So we bring our two girls home and, you know, years go by and, and they're, a couple teachers, a couple teachers, and I'm so grateful for them who we met up with in the grocery stores. You know, one of them um, was also homeschooled and was like, I think that's the best decision. That's what I'm doing that's for a, my kid.
0: That's a day of giveaway.
1: Right? The, teaching in the,
0: <laughs> then I mean,
1: another one, another mm-hmm. one, still teaching in the public school system, loves Jesus, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know what? I pulled my kid out. Yeah, and away. so I, I I had to talk to my principal about this, but I pulled my kid out because I cannot subject her to what is happening in the public school system today. Yeah, I away. can't do it in good conscience. Yeah. So when, when I talk to people and they're and they're just like, well, you know, it's they're going to be missionaries. I'm like, your kid's not ready for that. Your kid's not ready for that. Right. Gone are the days where you put your kid's little backpack on you know, little pink backpack and little sneakers and everything. And then your kid went to school and they just A, B, C, D, one, Mm -hmm. two, three. Here is who George Washington was like gone are those days. Now you've got Harvey Milk day. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now you've got, I'm just going to, I'm just going to run through the list. So just in 2020, um, 2022, (laughs) 2023 on the school calendar across this country, because of the backing and the push from organizations like GLSEN partnering with the National Education Association, you've got Bisexual Awareness Week. That was in September. Talking about the school year from 2022 to 2023. Friday, September 23rd, Bisexual Awareness Week. September 18th through the 24th, 2022, Banned Books Week. Banned <laughs> Books Week, which is where they take a look at all the books, quote unquote, that they're trying to ban, and we want to we magnify those. We want to bring attention to those books, Right. Why do do we want to do that? Because the parents are stepping in. The parents are saying no. And so we're going to say yes. So we're going to work with the libraries and bring in all the books that are being banned. Going to highlight those books in the month of October, LGBTQ History Month. Also in the month of October, Coming Out Day. Coming out. This is happening in America's public schools, in America's public schools. Now, these things, I would say, again, kind of fall in some ways. They kind of fall in the category of being the icing. Mm. They're, they're the things that just really grab our attention. It's like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe they did that. But all the while, daily, systematically, mm-hmm. sexual identity, orientation, and all of these things that's baked in the cake, that's a part of education. You you listen, I was watching, um, oh, my goodness, I forget the organization now, and I've mentioned it on this program before, but now I'm drawing a blank, but I was watching a video where they were talking about the strides that they're making in educating kids in pro-LGBTQ plus content. And one of the things that they were aiming to do is get to the place where it's just written in the textbooks, that it's not a special section, that the the aim is like when we tell history, we don't want to highlight, say, for example, um, a specific person. We just want that to be a natural part of history. Right. Mm -hmm. So what is being discussed here is that our aim is that the pedagogy is just totally realized. Like it's not it's not just, you know, we talk about it, we live it. It's that we want we want to change and rewrite textbooks, which indeed they're already doing. So uh, you've got Spirit Day, October 17th. Spirit Day is sponsored by Glad. Kids and teachers are to wear purple. It's like the day of silence, mm. right? But this one is special because this one can also be shared by, like, the elementary school and the middle schoolers. You know, you don't have to just do high schoolers on this. Spirit Day. Then there's International Pronouns Day, which happened October 19th, 2022. Mm. Just looking at our 2022-23 school year. International Pronouns Day. Solidarity Week, formerly called Ally Week do a whole presentation, well, not the entire presentation, but a par- portion of it where I talk about why, why is it important for our kids to be allies? Why are people calling for our kids to be allies? Because affirming sin is sin. Because mm-hmm. the enemy wants your children. Anyway, that was November 7th through the 11th, Solidarity Week. Soli- who doesn't like solidarity? Let's stand in <laughs> solidarity, right? They re- so so whenever, whenever the parents who are paying attention catch on to what they're doing, they change it. So whenever, so, so if parents say what, no, you can't, you cannot demand that my kid becomes a, an ally. Mm. I, my kid's not going to become an ally. Right. And so then they change it. It's like, we're not calling for allies. We're just saying, just stand in solidarity. <laughs> Whatever. Man. So, so you've got that. Then you've got transgender awareness week. <laughs> that was the second week in November, 2022 transgender day of remembrance on November, the 20th, no name calling week. So this is for all of the kids. This is for elementary and middle school. Of course, the high schoolers—they're all—they're full in, right? But then you've got no name calling, which sounds great, right? No name calling. But what do you have to do during this week? So this is the beginning of 2023, January 20, uh, January 16th through the 20th. So what do you have to do during Name Calling Week? You first have to tell the kids that it's a problem. So in order to tell them that it's a problem, you got to share with them some of the names. Mm. You got to, and so we don't do that. We don't do that. This is no name calling week. And like for the six and seven year olds and for like the 10 year olds, for the 11 year olds, they, they're probably walking around like, I didn't even know that was a name. Like, I didn't know that people called people. I didn't know. I didn't know. So first you've got to tell them, then tell them not to. But really <laughs> the aim is just that you tell them. Yeah. That's what you want to do. You just, you want to tell them. Right. You want to find ways to introduce these things to children.
0: Because They don't even have to understand it or see no. it. It's just like, this would be a normal part of their u- upbringing that we, yes. we've always had these days. Like, you know, we, no name calling. We don't. Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly right. Then Mm. in February, February 16th, 2023, the National Day of Reading. Sponsored by the Human, Human Rights Campaign and Welcoming Schools, they joined the National Education Association to promote gender deviance and the whole LGBTQ plus mm, agenda to vulnerable children.
0: So when you hit a name, did you say National Day of National Reading? National
1: Day of Reading. So it's like, oh, okay,
0: yeah. But then you hit <laughs> like, Human Rights Campaign. Like, think like, about
1: it. Why would a parent <laughs> opt their kid out of the National Day of Reading? Right. Like, you, you do you understand what these people, this is why I say it's insidious. Do you understand what these people are doing? So, so who wants to be the parent? My kid ain't doing no National Day or no reading. <laughs> like, you don't want to be that parent. Like, my kid ain't no way my kid going. You want to find as many double negatives as you can. Like, you want to, you know what I'm saying? You just, because you don't, you know. But that's what it sounds like when you say, no, we don't want our kids to participate in the National Day of Reading. I'm sorry, did you say you don't want your kid to participate in the National Day of Reading? Well, my question is, why does it have to be sponsored by the Human Rights Campaign? Exactly. Are, are like is, is like the giveaway. homosexuals the only people who read? And like see, I mean, I don't understand.
0: Th- do parents know who this is sponsored by? No. no, Absolutely not. No. Absolutely
1: not. No. Absolutely not. So continuing on, you've got transgender day of visibility back in March. That mm. was on March the 31st. Thank you to see me. Then you've got the exactly <laughs> right. So and think about what that looks like. Like think about what that means for children. <laughs> this is what's happening mm. in American government schools. Like this is what's this is what's happening on April the 14th. You had the day of silence. This is that that's that's mm-hmm. the gold standard for yeah, their I, I you know, activism. Yeah. The day of silence. You remember the action alerts. Mm-hmm. This is the day it's happening. Keep your kids home. Right. The day of silence. OK. I would say if you don't talk in my class. You show up. You don't talk. You're getting an F.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Like you're, and, you know, I would be seen as an oppressor. I would be seen as a mm. very hateful person for not participating. May the 17th on your birthday, Will the Great.
0: Come on. We still got some time.
1: We still got some time. (laughs) Parents can learn about this. It's the international day of homophobia, transphobia Mm. and biphobia. You know, the thing is some of these kids are not going to pass biology. Okay. Some of these kids are not. Some of these (laughs) kids are like looking at They're like some of these kids are like photosynthesis is a made up word. That doesn't even have no meaning. (laughs) They're like, photo, the what? But 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 <laughs> in in the midst of all of that, we're like International Day of Homophobia, transphobia, and biphobia. What? What? <laughs> like, oh, can boy. can you just can you just teach me photosynthesis? <laughs> can you teach me the makeup of cells? Like, can I can I understand? Like, help me to get like a living education, right? That is not like filled and pumped full of your indoctrination. Can you just teach me? No, they don't. They don't want to teach, they want to indoctrinate. It is, it is a perverse form of ministry to them. This is their calling. This is what they're here to do. So that's on May 17th. We'll be praying for all kids on May 17th. Then on May the 22nd, there's Harvey Milk Day. Mm. The politician Harvey Milk, proud mm. and open predator of teen boys. Like what, 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 like,
0: what? Man, and then and of he course, gets a day. Like, like what, how, does, how, what? Did, how? What?
1: how? 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 goodness. How? Presumably most kids will be at home in June, but of course, it's LGBTQ plus Pride Month. Maybe well, there'll be some kids still in yeah, school Yeah, they may be at June. home, but
0: they're going to see it all on their media, everywhere, everywhere on TV, everywhere. PBS, everywhere.
1: Everywhere. <laughs> so everywhere. You might
0: be at home, but you're not safe. Like,
1: you, yes. <laughs> God, what, what I'm saying, oh and, and I've been saying this for a long time, it takes everything that we're doing and even the things that we're not doing um, to defend and to protect our children. So this list is from Mission America, and this this list is uh, regularly updated with programs and events that are happening in public schools. Why? Because people see it as their personal mission to indoctrinate our kids and to make enemies, to make our our own enemies. The reason the church is hemorrhaging is because we've got kids who have already walked away from the faith because they have received contradictory information and they have gone with that. Why? Because of a sustained point of contact because kids are impressionable. This is why we are tasked with training our kids. At the earliest stage of accountability, we are tasked with training our kids. We are given that mission, we are given that mandate. But we have ceded that, we've turned that over to those who hate God. Mm. And I, I often use the illustration, and you know, not to make light of it, but it's, it's almost like they're in the culture, they're like, you're not gonna eat that? Right. Man, this is good, don't waste that. <laughs> and so, but what are they talking about? They're talking about our kids' hearts and our minds. Mm. They're talking about their hearts, their minds. They're talking about their eternity, man, their soul. We've got to care about our children. And I think there's some people who are like, man, Miki, you're really laying it on thick. But I'm like, but isn't eternity thick? <laughs> isn't Isn't that Come if on. there's anything that we're going to talk about, if there's anything that's like heavy, that's thick? Isn't it eternity? Yeah. So important is eternity that Jesus Christ died for you to secure with you eternity with God. Like, isn't Isn't that important? So Mission America says. Um, What can you do? What can parents do? And it's interesting because the very first thing on the list, number one, is remove your children and teach them at home or in Christian schools. That's Mm -hmm. number one. And then from there, it's steps that you could take if your if your kid remains in school. But the number one and I'm going to tell you something. This has increased and I'm just throwing out this number just tenfold for exaggeration, just to say. All right. I don't I don't have that as a a statistic. I'm just saying that people used to be very like hush mouth about like taking your kid out of school cuz it was like ah don't tell people to take now it's like no man everybody take your kid out <laughs> take your kid out mm. like if you if you look pray about what you should do like if this you know man people put their jewelry in safes i'm like come on you know they, right but right with your children you, you know like, yeah no you're right you're anyway. right it's true. Number two, become thoroughly acquainted with the messages surrounding school-sponsored deception and equip your children with the facts instead. That messaging is so important because they are masters at changing terms to cloak mm. what they're really doing. All right, we're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.